again. If you are glad to be in church this morning, would you say amen? amen. This is a great crowd on this Sunday morning, and I'm so glad you're here. Would you bow your heads and pray with me? God, I thank you so much that you are in our midst today. Thank you, Lord, that we can be in your house on Sunday. There's no other place we'd rather be than right here worshiping you. You promised that if we gather in the name of Jesus, that you would be in our midst. And so we are, Lord. We're gathering in your name. And we're trusting you to be here today and to meet our every need. So we pray, Spirit of God, you'd have your perfect will and way this morning and speak to our hearts and help each one of us to be obedient to your voice. Touch each one of us today, I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. This is going to be an, uh, uh, an interesting day. You'll find out why as the day progresses. But I'd like for you to stand this morning. We're just going to sing one congregational song. But I want to sing a familiar song. That's really not a hymn, uh, but we've turned it into one. It's song number 256 in your Sing to the Lord songbook. We're approaching Easter. Springtime is right around the corner, and uh, I hope that God will help us to begin to think about the fact that we serve a risen Savior who's in the world today, amen? So I want us to sing because he lives this morning. Let's sing it together.
Before we look to the Lord in prayer, let's read our scripture verse. And I appreciate whoever puts this in our bulletin. I like that when we just have uh, on the inside of the cover rather than a paper that we can lose. <laughs> so. Oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsted for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory. So as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. Amen. There was an interesting uh, verse or, or in that song I noticed in, in number three says, And one day I will cross the river and I'll fight life's final war with pain. I've been blessed with a life without pain. So I really can't comprehend that. But there's some of you and your family members that know what it's like to have a, a body that's racked with pain. And we need to pray for them today. But one day that they'll go to a place where there is no pain. Amen. And thank the Lord for that hope that we have in Jesus and the help that we have in Him. Amen. Any other special requests that you might have at this time? Pray for my wife, Carol, if you will. She goes under the knife when, uh, Tuesday. All right. Just remember, Sister Stacy. Yes, those that are not able to be here today, um, so remember each other in the sickness and viruses going up, that God would intervene and help our world at this time. Amen. We're glad that uh, Brother Bates is back. <laughs> We, 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 we missed him. Amen. All right. Unspoken request by love lifted hand. God knows every burden and every need. And pray for this service that God would continue to have his way. Fathers, we do bow in thy wonderful presence. We're thankful, Jesus, that you do live. That we serve a risen Savior. And that you're on the throne right now. Seated at the right hand of the Father making intercession for each and every one of us, Lord. We're so thankful for the prayers that you've answered for us this past week. We thank thee and we praise thee, and we do lift up holy hands, Lord, in appreciation for what you've done in days gone by. But Jesus, we need your help right now in this present hour. We're glad that, that you want to help us. We pray for those that are sick among us, God, those that are in the hospital, those that have been in the hospital, that thou would touch and help and encourage and, and truly uh, that their bodies, Lord, would feel thy touch today. We pray, thou, Lord, your blessings upon this service. Help the choir as they sing. Anoint them, bless them, and use them. And bless the preaching of thy word. Anoint Brother Bates, God. Help them to have that freedom and liberty that only comes from the Holy Ghost. Lord, have thine own way with your church and your people. And help America and help with this, uh, this disease, this illness right now. Father, we pray that thou would get, touch those that are affected by it, Lord. Uh, we pray your blessings and help upon our leadership, God. And help in the upcoming election, dear Jesus. We just pray that your will be done uh, in 2000.
the Lord in Washington, D.C., and here in, in Beach Grove, Indiana, we just pray that thou would pour out your spirit upon us. And for all that you do for us, we'll be sure to give you the praise and the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
that moment. Before Brother Jones comes and does announcements and takes the offering, I need to say a few words this morning. Uh, back in December, I'm, I'm really taking care of some unfinished business. Back in December, when we honored and recognized some of our volunteers, we inadvertently missed some. Actually, we inadvertently missed several. And so when the board met in, in January and discussed this, we made a unanimous decision to honor some people who are, who are worthy of some honor. I think we should do that, don't you? And so uh, I'm gonna pass out just some small tokens of appreciation from the church to a few people who have given of themselves uh, uh, in 2019 and are giving of themselves now. So Brother Hires is our, uh, he's one of our adult Sunday school teachers and we did not recognize him. Brother Hires, we appreciate you. We thank you very much for everything that you do. gift card to St. Elmo's and you're supposed to take me there with you. So. <laughs> Brother Harold Taylor is, uh, is, the, uh, is our other adult Sunday school teacher. He's a new member. Come, come on up, Brother Taylor. He's a new member of our board. The Brother and Sister Taylor have been a tremendous addition to our church, have they not? So we thank you, Brother St. Elmo's as well. So, uh... Oh, wow. <laughs> Tell you what, gone one Sunday and look what happens. And, and then, um, you know, every Sunday, there are some things we take for granted. And one of those things is that you walk into an extremely clean church every Sunday, right? And we just absolutely forgot to acknowledge the incredible hard work of Donnie and Ann Parks in doing that. Donnie Donnie, you're going to clap until you get up there, so you might as well. So, yeah, this is St. Elmo's, too, so uh, I like shrimp cocktail. Okay. <laughs> and then yeah, another thing you don't realize is that there is one specific person that with a commercial uh, vacuum cleans the carpets uh, in the hall carpets here in the church, does it week after week, no compensation, volunteer work, and he's on the DL right now, um, and, and we miss him since he's on the DL, but we are extremely grateful, Michael, I'm going to have Terry Strain take this to you, okay, we're extremely grateful for Michael Lewis. thank you, we love you Michael, very much, you, you better get off that DL in a hurry, because I'm not sweeping the floor, so, that's a joke, um, Another one we didn't recognize that, that um, you'd probably be amazed if you knew how much he does behind the scenes, but he also has worked with our youth in the, in the teen Sunday school class, and that's Dennis Joslin. And uh, Dennis, Dennis is our Thomas Jefferson, and our James Madison, all wrapped up in one. Thank you, my brother. Thank almost too. Actually, Ruth put that one, so we'll go there soon. <laughs> and then another one we just, again, we just forgot to, to honor um, is, is a lady that works in We Worship with our young people. And I'm just going to tell you, my, our twins absolutely love her, and that's Nella Sturgill. And we are so grateful to Nella. <laughs> Sissy likes you too. I can tell she's applauding today. Thank you. St. Elmo's, yes, absolutely. 
Amen. Give me permission to go with you to St. Elmo's. I promise you will. Um, and, and then the last one um, is, might be the most thankless job here in the church. Because even though we have a new sound system, the devil's still in it. Have you noticed that? We've, not, we've yet to get a sound system that's saved and sanctified. Just hadn't happened. And so the sound man has to endure my wrath. Every once in a while. And you see me pointing back there and going like this and going like this and going like that. And, you know, you think I'm going holding on the 15-yard line. I know you do. But I cannot tell you how grateful I am for Michael Thomas. And, uh, information about the podcast there is information in the bulletin 
but you can talk to uh, Brother John Powell and uh, different ones to find out more information about that. And then ladies' prayer meeting is held every Friday morning at 9 a.m. at the school. The older ladies uh, have been uh, standing in the gap for INC for many years now. They meet at the, at the office over at the school Friday mornings at 9 o'clock. So uh, those are the announcements that I have for right now. And uh, the ushers are coming to take up the morning tithes and offerings. And we have a special song this morning. Jesse, he will be playing an instrumental for us this morning, and uh, we appreciate that very much. Or would I be without somebody to remind me once in a while? Let's pray for the offering this morning. Brother String, would you please pray for us?
might have recognized that violin. <coughs> that violin belonged to our very own Grace Parks. And that song was played at her funeral over a year ago. You probably noticed that a lot of Grace's family is here today. Rob and Denise are here. Enjoy. And uh, her, the whole Kentucky gang is here. And we're glad you're here. In addition to that, though, some of you probably know that Donnie and Ann made the decision. We all remember how generous of a person Grace was. She loved everyone. She was a very giving person. So Donnie and Ann made the decision there in those, those hours that were so tragic and, and uh, very difficult. They made the decision for Grace to be an organ donor. And a gentleman's here today that is a beneficiary of the life that Grace gave him. He's a farmer from Missouri. He's a beef farmer. And he would not be here today were it not for the kindness, the generosity, the love that Donnie and Ann and Grace Parks gave him. And so I just want to take a moment and recognize a nice couple that we had the privilege of having breakfast with yesterday morning um, and sat and talked farming and talked about how good God is. And we were all reminded of the fact that Jesus shed his blood so that we all might have life. And Garrett Elliott and his wife Deanne are here today. Garrett's here because Grace gave him life. And I wish y'all would just stand. I'd like to recognize you.
Praise God. It's good to be in God's house with God's people and, and enjoy this wonderful uh, singing. And we have a special now this time, so God bless them. And then Brother Bates will be bringing us the morning message. And uh, let's continue to pray for this service. here today that have not yet been recognized, and I thought now would be the appropriate time to make that recognition. Lee's brother, Matt, and his wife and their daughter are with us today, and we're glad to have you all. It's an honor to have you. They live in Michigan, but they could become Hoosiers very quickly, I think. <laughs> but here's the significance of them being with us today. Matt's life has had its ups and downs like, like a lot of us have. But God is good. And God is faithful. And if we will call on him, he will help us. Amen. Matt is celebrating five years of being sober because of the goodness of simply says Jesus never fails. You listen. Story had been true. 
So I started knocking on doors and not too far from um, the church was a trailer park right across from the skating rink. And I started knocking on doors and I knocked on this door and a, and a very mean looking guy came to the door. <laughs> stared at me. Don Bates Jr., I'm a new pastor down here at Mount Missionary Church. And we're going to have a kids crusade and I'd like to invite your kids to kids crusade. Well, I'll make a long story short. Uh, that little girl was Jennifer, and she started coming to our church along with her brother, Mark, and God gloriously saved Jennifer, and, and she ended up at Penview Bible Institute and graduated from Union Bible College, and she now lives in Florida, and she should live right here. Um, and that, that, that kind of mean-looking guy, um, Gave his heart to Jesus. And his wife, Rachel, is here today as well. And Becky, the other daughter, and the granddaughter, and the grandson, and the extended family, the, the other granddaughter, and the, and the friends. And uh, Brother Nick's passed away several years ago. And Becky and I, or Rachel and I, were there in his room with him when he went home to heaven, weren't we? And I had the privilege of preaching his funeral and telling that crowd that I didn't have a doubt as to where he was. And so I'm just really honored that they would, would, uh, would be here. There, there's, some, there's some, you know, when I was going through this whole process, some, some were like doing, doing uh, uh, opposition research on me, you know, kind of question, I guess I can say it now, you know, my credentials and all this stuff. So if you need proof that I did pastor in Winchester, Indiana, <laughs> right there it is. <laughs> but I'm, I'm thrilled y'all are here today. And, and if we have forgotten anyone, because we have a lot of visitors, Bob and Linda Bedford, uh, our dear friends, honorary members of Independent Nazarene Church, my chief advisor that keeps me out of trouble with the IRS. And, uh, I'm, I'm just so happy to see you all. And, and everyone else, I'm, I'm thrilled you're here. And I'm not comfortable preaching with a mic like this. I'm going to pull the rod parsley and start walking around. And, you know, waving a hanky. I'm kidding. I want you to turn to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. I'm going to try this one more time and see if... No, let's just try it. Turn it back up. See if it'll work. Because if it will, I'll feel a whole lot better. John chapter 14, verse 1. You know, I may get used to this, Dennis Giles. I'm carrying this mic around, and so y'all may have to get used to me doing this. No, I'm kidding. I won't. And I'll have Jill up here on the lead on the organ, just uh, pumping me up the whole time I preach. Somebody said amen. John chapter 14, verse 1. If you have found it, please say amen. Amen. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. 
that where I am, there you may be also. And whether I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Jesus said in the latter portion of verse number two, I go to prepare a place for you. I want to talk to you this morning in the few moments we have left in this service about a place called heaven. The ultimate destination for the child of God is a place called heaven. It should be our highest goal and our fondest dream. And yet we probably don't talk about heaven as much as we should. Many times we, we rarely mention it. We get so caught up in the here and now. We get so caught up in the daily grind of life. That we forget brothers and sisters that we are simply passing through. This world is not our home. We won't be here forever. We will be someplace else forever. Amen. We won't be here forever. And so our thoughts, our hearts, our minds, our focus gets bogged down in the cares of life, forgetting that one of these days we're going to another place. I'm going to do my best to not in order, but I'm going to do my best to paint a picture that's so clear and beautiful that it will make you want to go there. Amen. Yeah. Here's reality. One of these days when we breathe our last breath, we are going somewhere. Amen. One of these days when this life's short journey comes to an end and and our hands are folded in death. Our never dying soul will take its flight. Amen. And that's another reality we don't like to talk about. We, we just, we, we, we now have learned to say, regardless of who passes away, well, they're better off. Well, we all hope they are. But reality is this. When I die, I'm going somewhere. I don't die like a dog. I don't just end up in a grave never to be remembered again. But my never dying soul is going to go somewhere. Amen. And if you're a child of God, it will be a place called heaven. I have three simple points I want to share with you this morning. First of all, I want you to know that heaven is real. Heaven is as real as God is. Jesus said, if you believe in God, believe also in me. Do you believe in Jesus this morning? Amen. I mean, we are here because without a doubt, he has radically made a difference in our lives. Amen. 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 We're not here by accident. It, it, it took a miracle. I, I, I gave a shout out to, to Matt today and the journey that he's been on and how God has helped him. And I couldn't help but have a flashback to my own family. I have to tell you, it is a miracle 
my father and my grandfather and my grandmother and my mother and father are going to be with us next Sunday. And I'm so excited they're going to be here. And, and I was thinking back to, to my ordination service. And, and um, I remember that day. It was April the 7th, 1995. Amy and I hadn't been married very long. And we were already pastoring in Winchester when I was ordained. And the district conference happened to be at my father's church. And which again was just... Uh, such an emotional moment and and um, and and uh, the piano player began to play the song there were so many others that he might have chosen to follow him others with learning and greater distinction to follow him men with authority and forceful ability who know how to speak and be heard I don't know exactly why I'm here at all but today I must follow his call for he chose me and I'm sitting on that front row and I, I just couldn't help I begin to weep and my dad's sitting on the platform and looks down and realizes I'm overcome with emotion and when they ordained me and then people began to come around and shake my hand here came my grandmother and again I was overcome with emotion at the thought that I was only there on that April the 7th 1995 day because of 1969 when the God of the universe reached down <coughs> to a family who was radically lost and radically changed their lives and brothers and sisters if you need any proof as to what the grace of God can do. Look no further than a lost soul that Jesus has redeemed and changed and turned their life around. I'm kind of liking this, Mike. So it's no accident. It's proof positive. It's real. Salvation is real. Jesus is real. The blood of Jesus is real. He can change a life. He can transform a heart. He can turn a person around. He can deliver you from a drug addiction. He can deliver you from alcohol abuse. Because He's real. And heaven is as real as God is. It's not only as real as the existence of God. But it's as real as our existence. Pinch yourself. Go ahead. You're not listening. Go ahead and pinch your wife. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you feel that? You felt that, didn't you? You're real. I'm carrying a little grudge at, 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 the, at the senior pastor's wife because yesterday I'm trying to paint and be a good husband and I got a splinter in my finger. And I, it was hurting like crazy. And she said, well, I can help you get the splinter out. She also took a half a pound of flesh out with it. <coughs> she said, are you going to cry? No. <laughs> Turn my head and let Ellie cry for me. <laughs> it hurt. She finally got it out. Took a backhoe to get it, but finally got it out. You know, we are, we are real people, aren't we? We are spiritual beings, but we are earthly beings, aren't we? Flesh and blood. Mary looked at Jesus, supposing Him to be a ghost. No, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. But, but Mary, I, I am who I said. Thomas, Thomas said, I'm not going to believe that He's the Messiah. Or that he had risen from the dead unless I could put my hands in 
bowed his head and said, my Lord and my God. No, we're real people today. And we're going to a real place called heaven. Heaven's not only real. Heaven is resplendent. I'm not going to take the time, but if you turn to Revelation chapter 21, John on the Isle of Patmos was given a vision of heaven. A vision that my mind cannot comprehend. But I'll just read a couple of verses. He carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain. Showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. And her light was likened to a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. I'll stop there, but John goes on to talk about gates of pearl and streets of gold and mentions every gorgeous jewel that you could possibly imagine. If you ever have the privilege of going to South Florida, Jupiter Island is the wealthiest island in the United States. There's more wealth per capita on Jupiter Island than any other place in the United States. And just for fun, it's real close to Hope Sound Bible College, just about a mile and a half away. And just for fun, I like to drive Jupiter Island and drive by Greg Norman's house and Tiger Woods' house and Celine Dion's house and all of these people who've made millions and millions and some of them billions of dollars. And you look at those mansions and you think, wow, how incredible would it be to live in one of those? When, when Amy's friend, uh, Emily Heath, uh, married Emily Dern, married Jonathan Heath, uh, Amy was in the wedding and Emily took care of one of those houses. And so we, we got to go down there and for a week stay in one of those houses. I felt like a I felt like a billionaire. Beautiful place. I never wanted to leave. I chained myself to the couch and they had to get a restraining order. No, I'm kidding. Some of you believe that. No. Beautiful home. Beautiful floors. Beautiful bedroom, beautiful furniture. Everywhere you look, there's beauty. I drive through there every time we go down there. I always want to drive Jupiter Island and just look at it. But can I tell you something, brothers and sisters? It pales in comparison to what God has for every child of God. And you may not have two nickels to rub together here on this earth, but let me tell you something. If you'll stay true to Jesus, one of these days, He's got a mansion for you on the other side. And one of these days, you're going to live better than any king that's ever walked the face of the earth will live. Because heaven is a resplendent place. Across the street from that church I pastored in Winchester, there was a dear old saint of God named Doris Murphy. Doris had never married, lived alone, had a few cattle, got to where she couldn't come to church. I would go over and visit her. She was one of the first saints that I had. She would remind you of Sister Shirley or Sister Ruby or Sister Mary, some of our great saints here at Independent Nazarene. But I have to tell you, she, she was counting on me to build that church. And just about every Sunday after church, she would call because she would count cars. She's kind of like the way David counts bags of trash. <laughs> and when we had a bad day, I didn't want to take her phone call. Because I, I knew 
You know, 10 people today. Phone rings every Sunday. Hello, this is Sister Murphy. Didn't have very many today. No, no, Sister Murphy, we didn't. Well, the Lord's going to help, I'm sure. But I have to tell you, when the parking lot was full, I couldn't wait for the phone call. Hello, Sister Murphy here. I noticed the parking lot was full today. Yes, it was, Sister Murphy. God's helping us. She encouraged me so much. Remember the day I got a phone call. She was in the nursing home. And they called and said, she's probably not going to make it through the night. And I went to the nursing home and she was as, as awake as, as you or I are awake. And I have to tell you, I felt closer to heaven at that moment than I'd ever felt in my life. And I sang to her. And I read scripture to her. And I don't know where I got this harebrained idea, but my grandpa Huffman had passed away when he was only 62 years old. And I leaned down to Sister Murphy and I said, Sister Murphy, would you do me a favor? And she said, well, I'll try. I said, the only loved one, close loved one that I have that's in heaven is my grandpa Huffman. I said, Sister Murphy, will you do me a favor? When you get to heaven, would you tell my grandpa that I love him and that I'm on my way? And I'm going to see him again. She said, if I see your grandpa, I'll tell him what you said. Later that night, she went home to be with Jesus. I've thought many times about that humble farmhouse. Very plain. Very simple. Not very many of these world's goods at all. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, when she closed her eyes here on this earth, when she opened them over there, she saw a mansion that Jesus had been building just for her. And this morning while we're here in this service, humble Doris Murphy, single dear old saint of God, is now living in royalty that you and I cannot compare. Heaven is resplendent. I close with this. Heaven's also a place of rejoicing. We've shed a lot of tears down here. We shed tears yesterday with Garrett Deanne as we talked about our dear Grace. As we talked about the journey that we'd all been through. We will never forget day we got the phone call about that accident we heard the helicopter go over our house had no idea why I'll never forget racing into Methodist Hospital and Donnie was there and Denise and the doctor came out and didn't give much hope We'll never forget 
and those emotions, we'll certainly never forget grace. We'll never forget that pain. We've all suffered heartache, haven't we? It's just an absolute fact of life that you're going to suffer heartache here on this earth. Amen. And you're going to cry sometimes. And as Brother John Anderson mentioned this morning, he's had a life that's pretty well been free of pain, but there's a lot of people here today that live in pain. And you face every day with some heartache. Maybe it's a wayward child. Maybe it's an illness for which there is no cure. Maybe it's a marriage that went south. Maybe it's loneliness that only God knows how lonely you really are. And there are days where the pain of life gets the best of us. And we cannot help but cry. When my grandmother Bates passed away and we were standing there in that funeral home in Galveston, Indiana, and the funeral director said, what scripture do you want to put on the card? Here's the very first thing that came to my mind, brothers and sisters. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more pain, neither sorrow, nor crying, nor death. One of these days, brothers and sisters, the God of the universe is going to pull out a Kleenex much bigger than any of you and I can ever imagine. And God Himself, Holy Scripture says, will wipe away all tears from her eyes. And there may be pain down here, but brothers and sisters, there's not going to be pain in heaven. And there may be sorrow down here, but there's not going to be sorrow in heaven. And there may be deadness down here, but there's not going to be death in heaven. And you and I will be in a place of rejoicing. That's why you might as well start rejoicing now. That's why we say praise God and hallelujah and shout down here. Because one of these days, we're going to a place that will be filled with rejoicing. I want to go there, don't you? And I have to be fair to you and faithful and tell you that as awesome as heaven is, it's only prepared for the righteous. If you're not a child of God, you can't go to heaven. Not everybody's going to go there. As much as Jesus is not willing, Scripture says that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He doesn't want anybody to go to hell. The bottom line is this. If you don't allow Him to come into your heart and take your sins away, you're not going to get to go to heaven. But if you'll say yes to Jesus, and if you'll be true to Him, you can make it through this life because one day you can make it to that great city called heaven where we will forevermore be with the Lord. Amen. Stand with me. What a day.